Hello there, and welcome to Noobs and Nerds Podcast, a podcast where we, three noobs, talk about D and Dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I was doing too well. <laughs> Talk about D and D ish things. <laughs> keep it, keep it. We're keeping it. Yeah. All right. D and dishes. D and dish things. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. People are gonna think we're a cooking. <laughs> cooking we are podcast. not a cooking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so this podcast, <laughs> I, I feel weird hopping back into the professionalness. Um, all right, let's talk about what the podcast is about. So this podcast is going to be about D&D and D&D related things, <laughs> whether it be any campaigns or tips or experiences that us three have had. And I probably should have introduced you guys. Sadie, say hi. Hi. Kenny, say hello. Hi, Mom. (laughs) And my name is Jed. (laughs) And now we're going to tell you what the podcast is about. (laughs) Falling apart now, guys. (laughs) This is is where I didn't know what to do. Okay. All right, guys. So, what is this podcast about? D and D from a noob's perspective, instead of from a person who has played for decades. There we go. Because all of us really only have a few years of experience, um, at least consistently playing. Yeah. Not very much. So we are all certified noobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Getting our start, <laughs> <laughs> and have fallen in love with this game that we are all brand new to. Amen. Because it's just so fun. Yeah. So we have made this podcast in the hopes that other people will be able to experience D and D. If you get a listen, just uh, I don't keep know, listening. try it out. <laughs> yeah, keep listening to us talk about it and how much fun we have, and then maybe go and play for yourself and experience all this great times. And even this podcast is coming out of D and D. Yeah, <laughs> something I didn't think would happen. <laughs> and this is. Fun as well, at least for us. Yep. Hopefully for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to be talking about our first experience with DNT. Kenny, take it away. Oh, God. All right. Hmm. My first experience with DNT was. It was a stormy night in Seattle. Shocking. Um, Yeah, I was invited to go to a birthday party um, where the birthday boy's girlfriend was running a small little, like a tiny session of D&D just for him and some friends. And they were pre-generated characters that we got to pick from a giant stack. And, of course, I picked the edgy rogue with Justin Bieber hair. And I pretty much nailed that entire aesthetic. I felt pretty happy about it. Um, but, yeah, my I don't remember very much of my first actual gameplay of it. But I do remember 
once I realized that uh, it's pretty open in terms of how you interact with things, and I was starting to get a little uh, cocky. So we were down in this dungeon. I know now getting ready to go into the final room for a boss fight against a black dragon. And I, Gideon Shivdark, was like, all right, I'm going to open the door really like quickly and like do a combat roll in and then land perfectly with my knives out and kind of like flashing my teeth at whatever's in there. And the DM kind of smirked. And that's when I knew I was kind of in trouble. And she's like, roll an acrobatics check. And I was like, no problem. Rolled like a six. <laughs> and of course, my character just, uh, first off, ate shit going through the door. And then got onto the other side of the door. And right when he began to stand up and pretend like he's okay, she told me to make a dex save which then meant that I had purposely jumped onto a bunch of traps on the other end of the door. And I failed the dexterity save as a rogue, which is insane. And then I took a whole crap ton of damage from those traps. I can't even remember what they are. And I was like barely standing when we actually realized that there was a black dragon in the room that I just jumped into. And then during the fight against the Black Dragon, I was pretty much useless because I, if I got sneezed on by this thing, it would have killed me. And if I remember correctly, the dragon spewed a line of acid that hit me, but the DM felt bad. So she was like, yeah, it just missed you. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Is that why you're so in love with black dragons? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you like always want to use them. <laughs> They're freaking great. Um, but yeah, that's that's about the extent of my first uh, encounter with D&D &D, or any tabletop RPG, really. Um, as a player. And then um, would you like me to go into more stuff? with dming specifically or are we waiting for that um yeah you uh sure yeah I think that you was can. Yeah. story about and then it I, and then i can talk about both of my first experiences too yeah yeah then i'll talk about mine yeah so just tell us your whole story your your D, &D timeline Oh, I was just gonna say, like, my whole story begins. <laughs> no, nineteen ninety-two. <laughs> I know you're a writer, man. I had to cut you off. Admit <laughs> you're. This isn't right. <laughs> right now. Now we have a format. It's not <laughs> open to anything. <laughs> Let me bring the mic real close to my face as I begin talking. Nah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So then that was. I don't even know what year that was, like 2016, 2015. And then years go by um, with me still remembering that night and just like loving it unequivocally and just like, oh, I wanted it again. But I just, I don't know why, but I never really pursued it. Um, 
and then I got kind of uh, uh, asked to be uh, if I wanted to DM um, Sadie and some friends from work, and I was like, well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bridger. <laughs> he just slowly walked out of the room. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I jumped on that opportunity and I dove really hard into it. Like, I don't know if people normally do this, but I was like researching every popular or popular, but every possible thing watching live uh, live streams of games and finding any kind of resource that'll give me any kind of insight to how to do this. And even with that, I still was absolutely oblivious to how the game actually works. Oh, God, we were... <laughs> um, that was horrible. It was so much fun. Anyway, it was. The, uh, uh, yeah, so, like... I read a lot of fantasy and sci-fi, so I was like, I heard that I needed to make some kind of a a D and D area or setting or world um, to play in. So I was like, I like a book that I'm reading right now. It seems like it'd be a cool place for uh, for a D and D setting. I was reading um, specifically "Best Served Cold" by Joe Abercrombie, which is. Uh, he wrote the first Law trilogy, which has influenced my D&D campaigns infinitely. If anyone were to read those books that plays in anything I've done, they'd be like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just totally ripped off an arc from that particular book and made a one-shot out of it. Um, like a small... Um, uh, a small quest that a couple of players could run through with a beginning, middle, and end as far as I could tell and showed up with with dice and basically a rough idea of what I wanted to do with it. Maybe I didn't even have a map I didn't have rules for d and <laughs> We didn't have the books. Yeah, we didn't have <laughs> No <anything>. rules. <laughs> All we had was our character sheets. Yes, which is another thing. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, so the character sheets actually saved us. Uh, we'll go into it more later, I'm sure, but the Dungeon Master's um, vault saved me uh in like infinitely because the players didn't really know how to make characters so i uh took it upon myself and they agreed that i would just make the character sheets and the characters that they would choose from and i mean i already yeah. had my character made from right a previous uh campaign i played for like a session and then I couldn't ever go again. Mm -hmm. So. Well, yeah. So I remade that character at 10th level for some reason. Well, because uh, we thought it was going to be a one shot. Right. And then, 
Yeah, man. And then it wasn't. <laughs> specifically in that game, I remember. I don't know. I just remember the good moments. I don't really remember any kind of like terrible horror stories with that session. I feel like it went about as good as I would have wanted for a first IBM with no rules whatsoever. And I had a great yeah, time at that session. That's all that matters. Hey, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> no big screw ups that make you think like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you're doing just fine. Yeah. I summoned an elephant <laughs> and we just we just had it do an automatic hit every time because it's an elephant, even though it was in pitch darkness because I also cast darkness. <laughs> it, it just had automatic hit every time and it was great and it killed a dwarf. Yeah, there, was, <laughs> there was a lot of weirdness. <laughs> that happened in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that was, uh, I would still consider myself a total and complete noob when it comes to DMing um, as a player as well. Um, that uh, my first DMing session, that was like a year ago, maybe two now. Two years? I don't uh, remember. Some damn thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm by no means an expert on anything I'm talking about. Um, Except having fun. That's about all I care about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, as far as I'm, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. that's well, that's it. your story. So what is the, what would be the number one thing that got you hooked to playing D&D that now you're still playing it so much? Oh, man. In, in that session I was talking about, um, as a player, my the first experience I had was it was that moment where I realized, oh, I can like do whatever the hell. So I can barrel roll into a room with a dragon in it, not knowing that there's traps in there and immediately getting blown up by fire and then getting acid spewed on me. So like that was, I don't know, it was kind of eye opening because you can't really do that in most most games and uh just the freedom of it just so you, so you like getting spewed on then exactly yeah. <laughs> especially acid yeah <laughs> and, just uh, burn my skin off yeah <laughs> turn me into a skeleton hurt so good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then as a DM, what really, really hooked me was the, um, um, I don't know, there's not only a rush you get when you're improving and things are going great, like that first session I was talking about that I DM'd in was like 90% improv on my part and the player's part because they had no idea what was happening, so they were just kind of winging it as well. Mm -hmm. and it was just i don't know man i'm pretty addicted to that kind of thing now so i get a big rush off of improving so well when it goes good obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and also when i write 
I'm getting into this a lot more now because I heard oh um a few live streams of games that I've listened to lately. Um the big one being Dumpstat, a podcast you can find on Spotify. Wow. Um, Way to promote another podcast. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um, they play we zero listeners, and we've already been promoted <laughs> promoting somebody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they did a, a Halloween one shot, um, like a small little like four hour stream or something like that. And the DM in that really kind of. I don't know. He kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I don't know why it took me a year and a half to realize that I could treat this like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But now, as opposed to before, letting the characters or the players in the room kind of imagine more, like more of the stuff that I'm describing. Like before, I would just go, Hey, you walk in a wooden room. It's, this is a wooden room. It smells funny. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, but now I like to add little like adjectives to rooms and like areas that the players would go in just to add, I don't know, any kind of thing that sparks something, make it a little more fun. Um. Yeah, so that's... You just like adding details. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I didn't really do that before, but it just kind of clicked in my head that I could do more with that than what I'm doing. And with that, it has become uh, the best possible way to get... uh, to grow and gain skill as a writer. Just in general um so yeah when i map out encounters or adventures that my players are running through i write it out like a short story and then kind of take i don't know i kind of map it like a short story with the intention of ignoring it all once the the, once the actual game starts but it's mostly for me to just get a good image in my head of what they're going to be going into so I can better convey what they're going into. If that makes any <laughs> sense at all. Yeah. I'm glad. Definitely. I mean, as, as a player in one of your worlds, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've just been playing with you about the last year, it's been every, I mean, it's felt like a short story. It's felt like a, like a, well, now it's way more than a short story. <laughs> it's been going on for a year. But it's felt like a, a very immersive experience that we've had, and because uh, you are uh, you're a noob to D and D, but you're not a noob to writing as much. No, he is not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you definitely have those skills have transferred directly over, and I have reaped the benefits. So thank you. Ken. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's been yeah. great. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> Dude, great. you do you do a great job DMing. Oh you my really god. Do. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah, always be our DM forever. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, right. that's my answer. Get on with it. 
Okay. Sadie, do you want to go next? Sure. Talk a little I, bit about your story yeah. with you and Kenny. So we'll just hop right into so from the beginning. Go my ahead. My very first session, I've told Kenny this before. I don't remember very much of it. I remember I was a halfling. I think I was a ranger, most likely, because I really like bows for some reason. <laughs> and I remember being in a cave and our DM said it was dark and they all looked at me expectantly, even though I had never played this game. So <laughs> I don't know what to do. And they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I pull out a torch, I guess. And they're like, okay. And then that's all I remember from that game. <laughs> Except for corn for the corn god. I remember that too. <laughs> that's all I remember from that game. But the game that I like really got into playing that just like solidified my interest in D D was the one with Kenny and Daniel. And I was playing my typhling ranger, uh, Beastmaster. And it's where I met the best character in the world. Her name's Zena Halfmoon. She's a halfling, and she's adorable. An NPC, and, by the way. Well, yeah. You gotta <laughs> fall in love with your NPCs. Yeah, I appreciate it. And <laughs> I'm gonna name my next dog after her. Um, but yeah, we were set to we were sent to uh, kill. A king, right, Kenny? There's yes. a king. And did we know at the time that our group that had broken apart from us was protecting this king? Nope. No. Okay. So, yeah, we didn't find that out until after we got there. And so we're, like, trying to infiltrate this town. And uh, we get to the town, and it's too late. So we were, we were going to take a long rest. And then I noticed something, apparently, in the middle of the night. And it was, like, dancing or something. And I'm like, eh, I'm just going to leave it. And I go back to the campsite. And then come to find out, uh, a bunch of people were slaughtered in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it was not a dance party. It was not a dance party. <laughs> and um, that's where I met Zen. She was still alive. I revived, not revived, but I healed her. And she became part of our group. And she turned us invisible, which is, this is where our rule breaking came in, because we had no clue that we were breaking rules. Uh, we had no clue how long invisibility lasted, so we're just like, eh, you're invisible now. And we we just kept being invisible, and we snuck for in hours. for You're hours. Not invisible forever. Yeah, <laughs> it was for a few hours. Um, and I remember we were going through rooms, and we found the king's kid, didn't we, Kenny? And then we yeah. like we like hung him from a chandelier <laughs> by his pants. <laughs> Isn't that what yeah. happened? Daniel did that? Yeah, you guys lift him up 
lifted him up by the scruff of his shirt and hung him on, I think it was a coat rack or something, like in this super fancy like dining hall. You yeah. Hung him, you hung him up there because he was a little <laughs> shit. And you didn't want to kill him, so you were like, here, just go up here. And you hung him up there. Yeah, and he and didn't, left him. And he left didn't him yell there. or anything. He didn't scream for help. He just hung there. And then we left. And we found a group that had broken apart from us a while ago. And we... So, I didn't know that resistance meant half damage. I thought it meant immune to fire damage. Right, to your with your tiefling trait? Yeah. Someone cast some sort of fire spell. I think it might have been fireball. Um, at us. And... Zen and Daniel got out, and I just stood in the center of the fire, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And then I cast Darkness, and I also summoned an elephant at some point, and the elephant just auto-hit every time, because we're like, it's an elephant. Also, we didn't know how to roll to attack. We were rolling against each other on D20s, which Kenny thinks is pretty cool, and he wants to re-implement that. On some it's, things. It's true. Yeah, that is kind of fun. It's kind of a fun uh, idea. It'd be good for, like, maybe, um, <coughs> like, if you're doing a fight, but not like a, not like an important fight. Like, you're at a festival and there's fighting going on. Yeah. Or if there was, like, oh, this makes it more complex. If somehow, like, the attack roll the two hit roll is the same as the ac oh that'd be a good way to break a tie yeah <laughs> or if they have like the same advantages where the yeah. numbers come out the same they're both like plus seven or something then you could do that but that's then you got to be aware of all that so that adds yeah, that, that, that's for much later yeah so uh we ended up winning I don't remember how. I don't remember who killed who. I'm pretty sure I killed the elf, but I can't remember. Yeah, um, your mentor. Yeah. I took his armor. And yeah, we went back to the general that hired us, got our money, and left. And that was supposed to be a one shot. And we started at like eight and ended at like midnight. I feel like it was later than that, but that could just be my it, mind. It might have been like one or two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I can't remember. So my first time DMing, I had convinced my two cousins, my two youngest cousins. Um, one of them was like uh, around seven to ten. I can't remember how old she is right now. And then the other one's in her teens, but, like, young teens. And I had convinced them at Christmas to play D&D by being like, look at all these cool things you can be. And their dad is a huge nerd, and he used to play D&D. His dad and my dad actually used to play first edition. Like, they were playing it when it came out. Oh, man. So you're yeah. Right. Generational, you're yeah, second my, generational player. But my yourself. dad never, never taught it to me. <laughs> um, but so I convinced them to play, and my uncle and my aunt were gonna play. 
as well as well as my ex and I was going to be down in their area for our winter break that our work has so we were going to do it after Christmas and my whole thing was they go into a town they were already a group that already knew each other they go into a town and this town has a like has some sort of water problem like people are dying but they have to keep drinking water because you know you have to drink water to survive but uh so but people just keep dropping like flies and um so they went to the barkeep the bar and asked the barkeep what was going on and he told them and then they started hearing rumors of a mermaid living nearby like on the other side of the lake and then my ex just fucking ruined my whole plan because <laughs> I was going to have the water in the well be poisoned and he was a paladin and he was just like cure disease and poison or something like that. I can't remember. Purify water. I think yeah. that's what it was. Purify food and drink. And so he just fucking purified the water <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and but we kept going they were gonna yeah i didn't even think about it um they were worried that the mermaid that they had heard about from a lot of the people and then they actually ran into uh the mayor of this little town or like the leader or lord of this little town and he was like oh yeah it's definitely the mermaid she lives over there across the lake uh Ever since she moved in, people were dropping like flies. And they're like, okay, we need to go go take care of this. So they went to go take care of her. And my uncle just like, they get, well, on the way there, they were, they ran into a small group of goblins and killed them really fast, even though I did not know how to read the book at the time. So the goblins were doing huge amounts of damage. Um, but they did kill them and then they were, they went to the mermaids and then my uncle, they found her and they're like, is this the mermaid? And my uncle just walks up to her and just throws her in the lake. <laughs> and I had to stop myself from cussing because I have these two young children in front of me. So that was really hard. Um, but basically she was just like, what the fuck? And she turned into a mermaid because she was just sitting on the dock with legs. And then once water touches her, she grows her tail back. Um, and then they convince her like, oh, sorry, we didn't like we had to make sure. And then they started asking her about the water being poisoned and um She's like, oh, yo, no, that's not me. Like, I'm trying to help them and save them. Um, like, I'm trying to make a cure, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then they try to, like, they're in her cabin, and they charm her and then start stealing her stuff. But then she saves on one of her wisdom throws and comes out of it and, like, chases them out. <laughs> Because they were going to try to stay the night. But that didn't happen. 
And then they went back and they found out it was the Lord that was killing, except he wasn't really the Lord of the town. Dun, 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 plot twist. Nice. <laughs> and um, he, he was like the accountant for the Lord. The Lord was out of town on like some meeting or something. And so he like acted as Lord. And so they killed him. And then they left. And that was our short little one shot that we did. Nice. And I was pretty proud of it, except for the whole water situation. I was very upset about that. <laughs> but yeah. Those are... That sounded like so much fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. My One of my cousins really enjoyed it. The other one didn't because she wanted to go hang out with friends because she's a teenager. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she knew we were playing D&D, but... It's a party call. <laughs> can't be seen with nerds. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay, that's awesome. All right, so there's your D&D story. So what is the main thing that got you hooked? Uh, honestly, the improv. Like, I took drama classes from seventh grade until I graduated. I took drama classes literally every year. I was never in a play because just having that many people watch me scares me. Although I did audition once, but I didn't get it because she has favorites. Um, <laughs> she did. It's like, I'm not hurt, but hurt about it. But uh, yeah, I just, I love improv. We played so many improv games in those drama classes and just playing this game brings back all that. And it's just a lot of fun. And I get to be a ranger with a bow. And I get to have cute animals. Like one of mine is going to have a fae dragon. A, like a little fae dragon. And it's going to be so cute. I don't know what its name yet is. But it's going to be adorable. But yeah. And like my main character that I started playing is basically me. And then I have another character that I'm playing that is me as a teen. <laughs> and then I have the third character is going to be like, she's based off of Luna uh, from Harry Potter. Kind of. Mm -hmm. And then the character that I play with you guys, Jed, is uh, she's mm -hmm. based off of Merida, kind of. Merida who? Merida from... Brave. All right. The, oh, yeah. okay. Redhead chick. Yeah. There we go. She's kind of based off of her. <laughs> and yeah, it's just I get to be characters from all my favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. Be who you want to be. Exactly. <laughs> so, Jed, what about you? <laughs> Okay, my turn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Time to step up. Okay, so my first D&D &D experience wasn't even D&D &D at all, <laughs> but I didn't know that because I was that green um, <laughs> to the world. And that was about two years ago or so, two or three years ago. <clears throat> and it was it was a tabletop RPG, but it was there was 
no dungeons and no dragons and nothing like that. It was a horror uh, themed tabletop D and D or tabletop RPG, excuse me, that we uh, that we just called D and D because we didn't even know <laughs> anything else. We didn't know what to call it, and so we got a uh, me and my buddy. We went to. He was like, "Man, this would be fun. I kind of want to try this." I'm like, "All right, I'll do it. I like video games. Like, I'll try D and D." And we so we went to like Target or Fred Meyer, and we bought a a D and D starter packet, and basically didn't use it at all besides the dice. Very rarely, because <laughs> I was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, we did a one shot of a. Uh, we're in this town trying to figure out why these kids are missing. And it, <laughs> there was hardly any roles and like, we didn't have any character sheets. We had random skills that didn't mean anything at all. <laughs> it was totally just like, uh, <laughs> um, just like role-playing. It was, there was no skills involved. There was no roles. There was nothing like that. It was just, it was uh, like, okay, well, are you convincing enough? It was like, <laughs> It was like you'd say something. It's like, let me see if they believe you. We'd, we'd roll something, not rolling against anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll a d20, and he'd be like, well, yeah, sure. That, that works. <laughs> it wasn't like, yes, you convinced them, or no, you didn't, or anything. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, sure. I'll, I guess I'll give it to you. <laughs> so it could roll. Sometimes it could roll like an 11, and it would work. Sometimes roll a, a 20, and that just means, okay, yeah, it also works. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'd have no idea. That's great. But it was it was fun. Super random group of people. Hit my buddy from high school, his coworker, a girl I matched with on Bumble. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was so random, but it was a lot of fun. And then <laughs> then I didn't play for about a year, and then we uh, and then uh, started this this campaign with you, Kenny, and we. I, I don't think you had very high hopes for us because you and I are probably the, the nerdiest people in our group, of, <laughs> which is a very random group of, of friends, which we <laughs> spend our time with. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but now we're still going strong. Now we've been playing over a year together, all of us playing, everybody's having a good time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got hooked right away. I didn't know anything about D&D either. And uh, I was proud of myself that I was able to throw together a character, <laughs> like with your help. <laughs> and uh, but I, but yeah, so I was total noob. And then just like just like you, Kenny, just like once you started playing, like started diving into stuff. I started looking up stuff online, just learning and learning more rules and learning about different characters and stuff. And then I made like five characters really fast. <laughs> I've gotten to play one of them, one other of them, but the rest are just sitting, and I'm just so excited to play those guys at some point, Kenny, <laughs> whatever so in the those. future that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and and Kenny has like a thousand <laughs> set aside, <laughs> excited for every one. <laughs> I only have one set aside that I have no plans for yet. I'm so excited yeah. for him. <laughs> I'm really excited for one, yeah, because I finally made an evil character. I don't know why I didn't just start with that. <laughs> Although my main character that I started with, that I made, like, he was going to be, like, chaotic good. Now he's, like, neutral evil. He's, like, a, <laughs> his alignment. Now he's definitely an evil person. <laughs> I was going to say, he's definitely leaning towards the dark side now. Yeah, he's he's been turned towards the dark side. <laughs> he got the... Uh, 
just like in those in the original movies where they're like, watch out, the dark side will will tempt you and take you over. He's he's diving headfirst into it now. <laughs> he tried at first to be to be a little bit nicer, and now he's like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck everybody. Your group has negatively influenced your character. <laughs> yeah, my group. That group is ridiculous. <laughs> How dark everybody is. I don't think we really understand that you can be whatever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we see something. Oh. We gotta kill it, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't have to kill everything. <laughs> Which I mean is fun, but yeah. <laughs> but uh that's not how like you know it works <laughs> normally, but it can work that way. Um yeah, yeah. So I just I'm definitely still a noob char- player, noob noob character. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so we're all definitely noobs. I'm, yeah, because I've only been playing for a year. All of us have like less than five years experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe five years combined <laughs> experience playing all only in the in the fifth edition. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think fifth edition has been good for noobs like us because it gets us, it's gotten me hooked. And it's been really easy for me to find. Yeah, from what I've seen, fifth edition is the best for beginners. Mm. That's that's what it seems talking with other characters and reading stuff online. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I guess I should talk about. <laughs> um, let's see. So my yeah. So what got me hooked on D and D would be then um, just like the the open world that you can do anything. Anything is possible. Like we've had just like you guys were talking about. You you were invisible forever. You summoned an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. <laughs> doing whatever like it's it's i mean there are, are rules in place but there's like not only are they like loose rules so you can always break any rule and change it if yeah. you want <laughs> it's a very open world <laughs> it's just you playing it's literally you playing so it can be anything but there's also like you there's ways around them to make things cool and epic like we've had a talking tree in our campaign that cursed us out (laughs) (laughs) threatening (laughs) one of our players and wanting to fight him it was like what is going on i was i was pretty confused in the moment but it was like okay this makes sense the actions that led up to that (laughs) 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 exactly so it uh you know it can go anywhere so yeah so that'd be my favorite thing open world I've always liked RPG video games um, that you can that as open world as they can be. It's like it's oh, it's you think it's endless, like and totally open, and it kind of is. But like D and D actually is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can like we've taken. I mean, I've been just like you were saying. You based some of your characters off of real life people. Same here. My character, my main character who I'm playing is. If there's anybody who's drawn the most uh, influence for him, it'd be Sasuke from the Naruto series. But I'm also a bird person who can fly. <laughs> and we were in Arendelle <laughs> from Frozen. Like, <laughs> I convinced him to <laughs> like, do what? that. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that was great. That was so awesome. That we, I, I remember, <laughs> and Arendelle's like, what? This is crazy. I remember we were at work and he was like talking about what he's going to do. And then I started excitedly talking about Frozen 2 and how cool it is. And he, and he was just like, <laughs> we started talking about using that for your guys' campaign. It was sick. Yep, it's great, and it's 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 very exciting because there was a l very loose base of Frozen for the beginning of our campaign, and uh, now I think Elsa's evil and <laughs> out in the world somewhere, and that's that's going to come back and get us at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, just anything could happen. It's so fun. <laughs> I yeah, mean, Elsa was always close to evil. Not in the movies. I know, but she 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 well, was like in the she was close. Do you guys know about the story it's based off of? Uh, Snow Queen? The Ice the Queen. Snow Queen? Yeah. Or Snow Queen? Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. Wasn't it like the Snow yeah. Witch or something? Wasn't she I, pretty evil like completely yeah, evil? Uh, but Disney, <laughs> you know, doesn't like evil. Um yeah. <laughs> for their princesses anyway. But yeah, not for the princesses. They like them to be ugly old people or fat people yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> but, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, well. It's gone <laughs> now. It's just gone. Yep. Gone yep. forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember, like, him and I talk at work a lot about your guys' campaign. Not so much now that I'm in it. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> like, before, we were talking a lot about it. We have some stuff set up for uh, the changeling of the group. I can't remember his name right now. Nick. Nick. Yeah, we have some stuff oh, set Nick. up for him, and it actually influences one of my characters, too. From... Nick. Who... Oh, keep going. <laughs> no, that's basically it. Like, I don't want to say anything, because I don't okay. know if you're allowed to know. <laughs> But I just want to okay. say well, that I... what happens to Nick, the idea came from me, and it was the <laughs> best idea in the entire world. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I like the unbiased <laughs> opinion that you have. It is the best concept <laughs> I've ever come up with for anything, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. And Nick, his character, is uh, he's, he's not really a person that would that people would picture to play D and D at all. His character who Kenny made <laughs> just said, well, I want to be Jon Snow from, um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Jon Snow from Game of Thrones and Loki from <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> and so boom, that's who he is. But his name is Jax and his, Owl bear pet's right, name is Opie, right. and that's from Sons of Anarchy. Like <laughs> you have <laughs> influences from everywhere, and, and you know that's how you get people who don't want to play hooked. You just uh, yeah, I got my sister hooked by telling her like you can be Sabrina from Sabrina <laughs> the Teenage Witch, or from Sabrina the Netflix original, <laughs> or you can be anything. <laughs> And she's like, I can be a witch. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, can I dress up as a witch? I'm like, you can do whatever you want. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll play. 
Because <laughs> before that, yeah, oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. No, I, no, well, you go before ahead. that, I had uh, told her and my brother-in-law that we were playing D and D, and my sister was like, "I could never. That's just that's just too much nerd for me." And I'm like, "That's okay. You don't have to." And then I believe it was that same year I went over to their house for winter break for Christmas, and um, I brought my D and D stuff since I was going to be DMing for my cousin and my aunt and uncle. And I was showing my brother-in-law all of it because he had played D&D at least once before that I know of. Um, and I was showing him all my stuff and he is like, what's that? And I'm like, all my D&D stuff. And then that's when I got her hooked. And I'm so super proud. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing new people into the D&D yeah. world. <laughs> well done. It's great. <laughs> I haven't had too much experience getting new people. Actually, I mean, I guess That's, I have had a little that bit. That is completely not, 100% false, Kenny. Not you a think lot, though. you haven't? Because that's totally group. false. How big is Our your group. group? It was like 11 people at one point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we had one, besides you, I'm pretty sure there's one person who actually played D&D &D right. before that. Because... What I did doesn't count. <laughs> and then <laughs> our group of like 10 people, <laughs> only one person really knew what they were doing. Everybody else <laughs> is uh, was, was right, like brand new I to it. more of so of like new and resistant to the idea with their preconceived notions of what it was. So most of the people that I asked are like good friends who – just like hanging out and having a good time and that's what D, D is and that's kind of what they thought it would be so they were like yeah sure what the hell they're all super social and wanted to hang out so that was easy yeah. but like with other people yeah um like with sadie's sister or some some even more drastic stuff than that we're like i haven't had very much experience with trying to get well, hey, man, you're going to have your shot. Uh, <laughs> with my sister, well, maybe with my sister, but at least with her, with her husband, we're going to, we're going to get them at least with a one shot. And he already has this idea. I told my sister to ask him if he, if he would want to play. She asked him and then she told me we're being sneaky, sneaky <laughs> about it still. So she told me, he's like, he's, he's thinking it's way too much of a commitment takes too long gotta get too into it it's too there's just too much stuff you have to know and do and it's like oh man no it doesn't have to be i mean it can't it, i mean that's what it became for me just because yeah. i got hooked on it <laughs> so uh but besides that i mean my first like my first session with you kenny and the three other guys that were there we did <laughs> nothing you brought our character <laughs> sheets <laughs> <laughs> which you created and printed out for us <laughs> and told us about our characters and what we can do. And, but you, you did play before. So you get, were able to give us little hints about what we can do, but we had no idea we were walking into. <laughs> That's why you gave us a little prologue, which uh, we weren't really sure. Cause we didn't take any time to figure out what an objective might be. So we just went in and killed these <laughs> <laughs> these like rat people that I guess we were, were supposed goblins. to broker peace with. <laughs> but, 
nothing with goblins oh, yet. <laughs> yeah, so we just went in with these goblins that we were apparently supposed to broker peace with and just murdered them <laughs> brutally. <laughs> they were trying to consume <laughs> And you guys didn't yep. know goblins, so you were trying to communicate, and it just went bad. <laughs> it went it went and bad all... real fast. Boy, that set the tone for that whole <laughs> campaign so far. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> that was a good tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> the tutorial that was supposed to be that one session actually... long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because we had football on in the background. We were like half paying attention, <laughs> half watching football. I drank like uh, I don't know why nobody else was drinking bloody berries, but I drank like three. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, his wife, the guy's house we went to, his oh. wife made us breakfast and like, <laughs> like it, oh, it was I so good. That. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it was a very fun social event. Looking forward to win those. Thanks, COVID. Do those again. <laughs> Fucking COVID. Freaking COVID. Uh, <laughs> who is that? My brother just yelled that from the other room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my. Oh, this is too <laughs> All right, whatever. My. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with it. My dad built an addition to our house and we just finally finished it this last weekend and it's it's awesome and i'm just envisioning like badass uh D <laughs> gameplay going oh, on God. in here because yeah. there's a big chandelier that hangs down from like a chain and there's like uh sconce lights you know that look like uh, and they can be dimmed so they look like <laughs> like candles lit on the wall and and we got a big long table in here and there's like arched oh, entryways dude, into perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah, it's like man, this is gonna my my dad has no idea what he just built, but this is gonna be such a beautiful <laughs> freaking setting <laughs> for when we finally are able to meet up again. Just gotta hang up like oh, some yeah. curtains there. Yeah, once I get my own house, I am definitely (laughs) making my own D and D room. Uh Mm -hmm. I'm gonna. I know. I'm. I'm living here right now at my parents' house myself for the next probably nine months or so, and I'm turning (laughs) this into a D and D. It's big enough. We can socially distance in here. We can fit at least three or four socially distant (laughs) people in this room. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing in there. Kenneth. Yes, sir. To finish this episode, let's talk about where we should find people no to one. play with. If you're a loser and have If no you have person. no one. Like we said, our yeah, in our stories, <laughs> our D <laughs> our personal backstories, yeah. our real life human backstories are in our DM lives. We knew people to play with. Granted, I didn't know. I lived in a different state that I had only lived there for not very long. So I didn't know very many people. So I got reunited with my high school buddy. And he had one guy that he worked with that wanted to play. And then, yeah, this girl that I matched with on Bumble, who I ended up just becoming (laughs) friends with. (laughs) 
and uh and she came and it was uh so it was just us four and it was super random because none of us had played and uh none of us had and neither had the dm so it was just completely random and fun but it was a lot of fun you know you don't need to be good yeah at playing you don't need any experience and neither do the people you're playing with at all um yeah so other resources um like you guys said talk about your guys's experience with trying to find people on uh, on reddit so i don't know if i'm the one who found this group kenny i think it was you it's just called uh lfg standing for looking for groups and you just post on there or you comment on other people's posts um but you can post on there like if you want to play online or in person if you're looking for a group to join or if you're looking to dm and then what kind of games you're looking to play because it's not just D on there it's also it's any tabletop role-playing game um and yeah, you you would just post on there, or you would find a post that's already been posted that meets your your wants. So, like Kenny and I were looking for in person because I personally like in person better. Oh yeah, <laughs> like one hundred percent. And so we were looking for in person, but then COVID happened, so we've kind of put a halt, a stop to that for now. Um. That's the only one I know about. Yeah, another one that I've I haven't used it for um, for like D and D at all, but I've seen it on there before, but I haven't had the app downloaded since I started playing. Um, so it's Meetup, the Meetup app. I'm sure there are other apps or Facebook groups and stuff that you can find, but this Meetup app you can you can just go on and create a group. And there's groups on there. I just looked it up not long ago. And there's groups on that are meeting virtually, and they're doing. There's a campaign that people could hop in um, with D and D. There's a one-off that people can hop in. It's all virtual right now because of COVID. Um, and I'm sure they're in person regularly without COVID. In a world without COVID, um, <laughs> which may never exist again. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so there's yeah, there's a lot of ways that you end. None of those people probably knew each other. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on that group. <laughs> They're looking for people they don't know to play with. So, you know, you don't have to be. And if they're playing D&D, like, yeah. they're at least somewhat nerdy. <laughs> That's the good thing about D&D. You can be awkward as hell, but uh, just make an awkward character or not and just pretend to be somebody yeah. different. You can be whoever you want. <laughs> Also, that's, that's, go to find, point. like, a board game store <laughs> that's nearby you. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously not right now during COVID. But when we can start being in person again, go to board game stores that are near you. They most likely have game nights for tabletop RPGs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or just ask the yeah. guys working there. I heard on the radio before, not actually like not long ago, they were talking about it on the radio, that people opened a game shop and they didn't make any money off of it, but they just had yeah. a reason to go play games. <laughs> um, so they, you know, so they're looking for people to play with too. Or in my <laughs> particular case, 
Throw it up <laughs> on your Bumble profile yeah. or your Tinder profile. <laughs> Looking for somebody for D&D. No, people will do that. There's, you know, I'm sure that people will respond and be like, hey, so are you actually <laughs> looking for that? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a I trap. Just, somebody needs to get on that, though, and make the equivalent of a dating website for uh, gaming groups. That'd yeah, be, that'd be super cool. Like, yeah. hey, well, well, there's a on Bumble, they have an option uh, for friends. Oh, yeah. So you, so you can put, yeah, looking for people to play games with. Those are my interests. Please be <laughs> Please. my friend. Um, it doesn't have to be a dating profile. Um, so that, I mean, that's not, you know, that's definitely not specific to, um, to games, to, to like tabletop games. But, but, you know, there's definitely people on there. I went on there for a little bit <laughs> when I moved away and didn't know anybody. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was funny. It was also awkward. But I'm sure I could have had somebody to, to play D&D with if I was looking mm. for oh, I'm that sure. specifically on there. Also, to piggyback off of the, the mm. idea of game stores, I'm when I went there uh, last time, it seems like decades ago, it was probably in like February, there are, or there were, sign-up sheets in there yeah. with like, People looking for group, blah, 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 sign this number, send an email to this email, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, a low-tech version of looking for group subreddit, basically. But yeah. those are probably still around. As long as those game stores are, like, at least opening their doors, you could go in and probably sign something. Or... Yeah. Yeah, or on their website. Yeah. Or their Facebook pages. And it doesn't even have to be a game store. There are also, at least in our area, there's bars and places like that that are set up for video game and uh, board game playing. So I'm sure they have events as that's, well. That's they probably be the best way to D &D. learn to play too because you're playing with other people who most likely have played before and they can help you out. And then also there's no commitment to those games. So you could join a table and you could mm. personally not like the rules of that certain table and find a different table with no hard feelings. Yeah, good point. Yeah. That would... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. That no is definitely one no of the reasons why people at all. feel like they, they wouldn't be right for a tabletop RPG is the commitment, as we've said mm -hmm. before. But yeah, getting rid of that would be nice. Yeah. And then you'll find that one group that has the perfect set of rules for you. Mm -hmm. And you'll be hooked and you'll have no problem committing. Yeah, and they've got a cleric that actually heals. Like, the team, <laughs> the team comp is perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm more talking table yeah. rules. <laughs> I know, I got you. That's key, though. <laughs> Yep, and then you'll be yep, you'll be in. That'll be perfect, and then you'll be hooked, and then you'll have to you'll be like, oh man, I wish I knew how to read the core books and maybe how to create characters and ideas like that. And then you tune into our <laughs> podcast next week and listen to it. Nice plug. <laughs> oh, <that was> <laughs>
<laughs> Boom, teaser. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>